0: We're reading this morning from Matthew 3, 13 through 17 in the New Covenant. Then Jesus came from Galilee to join John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up out of the water, suddenly the heavens were open to him. And he saw God's spirit descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from the heavens said, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be
1: to God. So today is the second Sunday of our sermon series, Fresh Start. <laughs> so last week, we considered knowing the purpose of our lives as the beginning to have a fresh start of a new year. Through the periscope uh, of the letter of Paul to the church of Galatians, we redefined the purpose of our life in Christ who gives us life. And today, through the story of Jesus' baptism, we will discover what is required for us to have a fresh start of a new year. Would you join me in prayer? Gracious God, thank you for calling us today to worship you Help us to have open hearts and open ears as we listen to your message, so that we may hear what you want us to be and to do, and we may receive your wisdom. In your name we pray, amen. Today I wanna start uh, my sermon with a story that you all are familiar with. One day, a duck watched as out of her eggs came many lovely, fluffy, yellow ducklings. All except when they came from a very big egg. This one was a uh, this one was a big ochre bird, and all other laughed at it. It can't quack. The ducks. Laughed at it. It can't clock. The hands laughed at it. It can't purr. The cats laughed at it. They call it the ugly duckling. Nobody wants it. It has no friends. It's an outcast. And winter comes, it can stand no more of the mockery and he goes off to live alone in the woods. But ugly as it is, it has dreams. One day, he sees big white birds flying gracefully across the sky, and he thinks, if only, if only I could be like the bird. But it was only a dream because it believed itself to be an ugly duckling. Then one winter, cold and alone, this frustrated, ugly duckling says, three of the great white birds swelling majestically on the lake. And wonder of wonders, the three swans swam over. And they said to this ugly duckling, hey, why don't you come with us? And the ugly duckling said, no I can't. And they said, why? And he said, I have no friends. Look at me, I'm ugly duckling. I'm in no use. And then three other swans says, no, you are not. You are beautiful. You are like one of us. Look, why don't you look at yourself in the water? And when the ugly duckling buried himself in the water, he got shocked because he was not more ugly duckling And now he became a beautiful swan. It is no wonder that this classic fairy tale story of the ugly duckling resonates with so many of us. In the story of the ugly duckling, the true beauty of the swan is only revealed in the end of the story. Until the beautiful swan is recognized for whom he truly is, he is mocked and ridiculed by the other ducks and by the other animals. When we find a cocoon, we do not see the beauty of the butterfly. Until it emerges is beauty and majesty are hidden within the cocoon. Unfortunately for so many of us, so many of us, we fail to see the beauty is in the cocoon and that we fail to see who we really are because the other voices that tell us who we are, and that defines who we are. And other people just judge us by our appearances without knowing who we truly are. So thus, in order to to have a fresh start, I think it is very important for us to know who we really are, to discover the beauty and the potential is in, in us. uh, That is what Jesus did in today's Gospel lesson. Today's Gospel lesson is known as the baptism of Jesus. This reading is one of the typical readings for uh, Epiphany that tells how God revealed himself to the nation. In the reading, we see two main characters, John the Baptist and Jesus, and there are so many people who were waiting for to get baptized, and so many people who wanted to be witnesses for someone's baptism. And we also read an amazing scene that happened after Jesus was baptized by the John the Baptist. Have you wondered why Jesus had to be baptized? Jesus had no sin. Back then, people under baptism is cleansed their sin. Matthew starts the story like this. Then, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. The diligent product interprets the statement in Matthew like this, quote, Jesus' act coming to John was intentional. Quote. He says that Jesus was not simply caught up in uh, the John the Baptist preaching and his movement repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Instead, Jesus went there for his own purpose. And the, part, and the purpose was to reveal his true identity by the baptism. I want you to consider why Jesus needed to reveal his true identity. So before moving on to the next verse, I want to clarify something about Jesus. At the time of his baptism, Jesus relatively unknown to the community because his ministry had not started yet. Probably people who already knew Jesus knew him as the son of Joseph and Mary. And I want to remind you that Jesus, um, uh, uh, Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30, that means that he had lived for 30 years as a son of John, who was a carpenter. And since Jesus was a good son, he helped his father's business. So he worked as a carpenter too. But no one knew him as son of God except the John the Baptist. So on that the point that Jesus was baptized, Jesus had different labels from people. He is the Nazareth. He is the son of John and Mary. He is a carpenter. But on the other side, let's look at this guy, John the Baptist, he was known he was well-known prophet to people. And then many people thought that maybe this is the one who they have been waiting for. That's why so many people came to him and then resonated by his message and that they wanted to get baptized by him. Many scholars see that the baptism of Jesus as the marks, uh, uh, I'm sorry, scott says that the baptism of Jesus marks the beginning of Jesus' ministry as a son of God. In order to have a fresh start of his life, as a, not as a son of carpenter, but as a son of God, Jesus might need a moment to refresh his mind and his call and reaffirm his identity. I think that is why Jesus chose to get baptized by the John the Baptist, although he did not need to. So let's go back to Jesus' baptism story. Here, Jesus stood before John to get baptized. And when Jesus stood before John for baptism, what happened? John the Baptist said, Whoa, 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 Jesus, what are you doing right now? At verse 14, he said to Jesus, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? John reacted that way because who knew who Jesus was? And I want you to imagine the scene. Just imagine yourself, you, were, you are the one of the, you know, who are in the line to get baptized. And then all of a sudden you heard that John's refusal to baptize Jesus. And the people goes like, what's going on? Right? And then that scene maybe caught people's attention and then made them wonder, what kind of, what kind of guy, this would be. And then when Jesus got all the attention from people, Jesus said to John, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. One of the commentary interprets Jesus' answer this way, let it be so now, means it was the right time for Jesus and also for John. It was the right time for Jesus to reveal his true identity to the nation as a Messiah, God the incarnate so that he can start his ministry. And it was the right time for John the Baptist to complete his ministry as the one who prepared the way for the Lord. I guess John understood what it meant. That's why he consented to baptize Jesus. The Rite of Matthew tells us that after Jesus was baptized, Suddenly, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. And a voice from the heavens said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I'm sure that scene and the voice, everybody who were there, heard. Through this scene, Jesus' true identity has been revealed not only to the nation, but to Jesus himself. Dr. Callahan says in her commentary that this scene that reveals Jesus' true identity must have given Jesus confidence as he carried out his ministry and defending himself to those who question his message. Brothers and sisters, as Christians, we take our understanding of our our baptism from this text. We understand that through God's grace, we stand alongside with Jesus when God declares, this is my son, And through our baptism, God proclaimed to us, you are my son, you are my daughter, with whom I am well, very pleased. That is our true identity that our Lord has given to us. So, no matter who you were before baptism, no matter how people see you, through baptism, our Lord makes us new in Christ. And then our true identity has been revealed by the water and by the Holy Spirit. Of course, the difficulty is that the world that we live in, is so hard and so simple. And it hinders us from seeing who we really are. And it also hinders us from hearing God's voice, you are my beloved one. And when we begin to listen to other voices, that confuses. us. Perhaps we hear voices when we are children through our report cards that we are not smart enough. As teenager, we hear voices through the curly of other teenagers that we are not cool enough. As adults, sometimes we hear that we are not successful enough or we do not have enough money or enough ability. We often hear voices through the media and unkind people that our appearances are not attractive enough. Somehow as God's voice get drowned out and we listen to these other voices and we are tempted to forget who we really are. And we begin to see ourselves as ugly duckling not as a beautiful swan that our Lord created. So in order to have a fresh start of a new year, we need to rediscover our true identity that our Lord affirmed affirmed through our own baptism. A few days before the new year, our youth pastor, Christine, posted uh, an inspiring article uh, entitled New Year and New Label from Divergent.com. Um, this is a New Year devotioner, and then she uh, posts on her Facebook page. And then when I read the article, I know some of you already read that article. It's so resonant with me. And then when I read the article, I thought that, oh, this is so perfect for today's sermon. So I asked uh, Christine where she got the article from, and then she gave me the um, the resources, so I want to share with, with you. Quote No one likes to be labeled. That's because labels are often overgeneralized, restrictive, and inaccurate. They come with a set of assumptions which can be very negative, and they frequently highlight our worst qualities or biggest mistakes. Labels do not leave room for difference, growth, or redemption. We all wear labels, where we buy into the labels that others have put on us, or we put them on ourselves. All too often, we allow those labels to limit us and tell us we are just not enough. Just. We add this tiny yet significant word when we are describing ourselves and allow the labels to disqualify us. The truth is you are not as your label describes you, but your true identity is in who God says you and nothing else. You are beautiful, capable, and worthy. You are made new in Christ. You are loved, you are chosen, and you are enough. Quote. Today, uh, originally I wanted to do reaffirmation of baptism, covenant, but uh, I know that Many people got sick and then I wanted you to like it dipping in the same water several times <laughs> to contest any virus. So I changed the format a little bit. So you see the, uh, the baptismal glass bowl in front of you. This ball and the water reminds your baptism that cleans your sin sick soul, encourages you again the beautiful creature creation of God. And through this baptism, we are made new in Christ. And at this time, I'd like to invite you to take a moment to reflect on the last year or your lifetime. Are there any labels that weigh you down on the last year or over your lifetime? Have you had any areas of your life that makes you feel shameful, insecure, or fearful? When you came to the sanctuary, uh, you received this piece of paper. I encourage you to write down on this paper any labels or experiences that weigh you down or makes you feel empty or that hinders you from discovering your true identity. This paper is a special paper. When you put this paper into the water, you will see this paper will be deserving immediately. So let out all the only labels let God take care of the old, ugly labels for you. And then as you come, I'm going to, so once you finish right down, I want to invite you to come forward and place your paper into the water. And just watch in, you know, as you resolve. And then you are welcome to stay at the altar well for prayer as well. And then be thankful for God who made you new and who love you so much and who want you to be fruitful in this year.
0: Gracious God,
1: we thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we thank you for, for calling us your beloved one. And thank you for making us new in Christ through our own baptism. Whenever we drink the water, whenever we wash our faces or hands, Lord, remind us that how beautiful we are, and how capable we are, and how wonderful we are. So that we no longer live with the old labels that weigh us down, but have a fresh start with you and with a new label that you have given to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.